There's many reasons to start a garden. It might be for beauty. It might be for love. But what we all need to think about is maybe it's good for a healthy lifestyle. How can we garden with a healthier lifestyle in mind? Well, that's what we're going to talk about right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Healthy living in the house. Mm -hmm. What? What? Everybody's going to be living healthy. It's a new year. We're all growing vegetables, right? Yeah. Hey, do I have any lettuce in my teeth? I just had a salad breakfast. Did you really? Uh Yep. Nice. Nice. So, um, yeah, speaking of which, I've consumed um, since the first of the year uh, 12 pounds of carrots. Oh, good night. So, So... Yeah. That's a lot of juicing. carrot juice. Yeah. I've been juicing, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been cutting them but, into little slivers and just popping them in like Tic Tacs? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. I've been juicing the crap uh-huh. out of them. Uh-huh. But, carrot um, juice is actually, was surprisingly good. Dude, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You wouldn't think that it would be good. Mm-hmm. Sweet potato um, juice is very sweet. Huh. Who would have thunk it? it's what it's called sweet potatoes right i feel like the juice i guess because it's more concentrated it's sweeter than just a plain all out you know baked sweet potato you know which is the most natural cooked form of a sweet potato right it's a different kind of sweet Mm -hmm. i think you know you get that cooked caramelized sweet and Mm -hmm. then you just get that raw sweet yeah you know what i'm saying more sweet or sweeter oh it's it's i'm sure it's sweeter no i'm thinking the proper way of saying it is sweeter Either way. Yeah, sweeter. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> this is the Backyard Gardens podcast. This is not the uh, the English Professor 101 podcast. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of that lately, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, let's get the housekeeping done. Um, everybody leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. It'll truly help us out. We appreciate it. And we have our seed giveaway going on. It closes on February 1st. Mm-hmm. So just go to BackyardGardensTV.com and sign up and you will get our newsletter and you'll be entered into all of our giveaways. So, and what else did I miss? I know I missed a bunch of stuff. I know. I think that, I think that covers it. Okay. Yeah. So the official word on the greenhouse now, I'm, I feel safe to say, is it's three to five degrees above at night. Yeah. I was With no insulation, nothing, just straight up. I was thinking about you this morning because I went out, um, got my boots on, got my, actually, I just went out with what I have on and boots because I knew I was going to be in and out. And I was checking on the Claytonia that's in um, a container and the kale, curly kale that's in a container. It's sitting inside of a bed, a raised bed on the patio. And I had covered it with plastic, two layers of plastic. Um, 
and I had uncovered it a couple of days because I could see the condensation. I can see it was sweating inside. So I'd uncovered mm-hmm. it a couple of days ago and meant to cover it back up before the night, but didn't get around to it because, you know, once the dark hits, it's not <laughs> lights out for me. So anyway, I yeah. went out there and I said, it was, uh, you know, very limp, right? You know, um, all of the greens, because we've had a high of 32, 33, you know, and getting into 20s at night. And I said to myself, oh, gosh, would I have benefited from another five degrees greenhouse wise? And I'm thinking that another five degrees for Chicago weather in January probably wouldn't have been that big of a benefit, you know? No, no, I don't think I, I, I agree with that completely. I don't think it would be. But I think what it does is it gives you a good starting place mm-hmm. to go f- to the next mm-hmm. level. Yeah. You know, at a more affordable price. Because, I mean, I looked at greenhouses that were like legit greenhouses mm-hmm. and they were, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars Yeah. That's not going to happen, you know. It's I but mean, man, it got money like that, you know. I mean, damn, I'm trying to I'm trying to save money yeah, by growing yeah. produce. Like I would never pay that off yeah. ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, but how many pounds of carrots did you eat already, baby? Yeah, but I didn't grow them. No, uh, okay. Um, I bought them billy goats. But I mean, I think it, it's the idea of for zone 6, right? Um 12 months around the year, like actively everyday harvesting vegetables and unheated anything is just not a reasonable expectation you know so oh you could do it you could no, you could do it with this thing no i said unheated yeah i know no i couldn't yeah you can i'm telling you just gotta you. insulate it okay maybe yeah i was about to be very stern with like okay yeah i know yeah, you were yeah, yeah. i got worried i was like oh shit here we go it's only minute five <laughs> yeah I, you know i'm still not convinced and i'm not being well i'm probably being a little bit stubborn um, i'm convinced if you grow the right things mm-hmm. and you have enough insulation you totally see like the one that i have it's got air leaks all in it but so it's l- nothing let me, but air leaks let's get to numbers and and what temperature do you think that I could get to in that scenario? What's your lowest temperature? I mean, easily. Average. Yeah. I can get into the teens. Let's just put it that way. It can stay in the teens. You could be, you could probably keep it eight to 10 degrees warmer. Hmm. If you put it in the right place and you have the right stuff in it and do the right stuff. I, I, I feel strongly with that. So what I'm saying is it's been, if you take it to 19 degrees and you, you give me 10 more degrees, that's 29. And that's still putting me in a place where vegetables are alive, but they're limp and not in a place that I want to harvest them. But they come back quick because they get the soil gets warmer during the day. Okay. All right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just going to go with we're both right there. It's yeah. I mean, the only way to find out is to do it. Mm-hmm. So this is true. <laughs> we're not doing that. So <laughs> no, no, we're not. And because for me, I don't really want to go down this road too much. But for me, it's different because I might be sixty degrees in the daytime, mm-hmm. but then at night I'll be down in the twenties. Mm. So that can pot definitely happen. So like I can get a lot warmer during the day than you can. So that's that's an issue. Yeah, that's what I was looking but, at too. I was looking at the forecast, and we're not. I think I need to get into the 40s outdoors for a couple of daytime days for really to kind of perk things back up because I intentionally left mm-hmm. it off to give it some air and I knew that it was going to be in the 30s, which should be fine because um, they were perky, if you will, you know, kind of perky, if you will, um, when I took the plastic off. Um, but now they've had like two days of, you know, freezing temps. You know, so right. It is what it is. It's fine. I still have some lettuce 
indoors under grow lights that hasn't bolted yet. So that's what I had. Right. That was what made the breakfast salad. That's hey, you made a breakfast salad from your garden in January mm-hmm. with tomatoes too, still with tomatoes. Tomatoes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Good, good for you. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, um, planning a garden for a healthier lifestyle. What do, I mean, where do we go with this? There's a, there is a lot to unpack here, and I don't think we're going to get through all of it because if not, it would be like telethon, you know, 15 hours. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah. we just have to hone in on a couple of points. Like, you know, what does it mean for you? What does it mean for me? Because otherwise, I mean... There's so many pieces of that puzzle, um, right. even if you start to question like a healthier lifestyle. So, I mean, I think generally most adults agree that vegetables are good for you. Vegetables are a part of a healthy lifestyle. Are you an adult that agrees with that? I agree with it to an extent. Of course, of course, there's a an asterisk. <laughs> Why you got to say it like that for? You know, I thought this is a new year, new you, and you're gonna be polite to me. Listen, <laughs> you may have there just is the, no the love. clock may have just struck midnight on that. <laughs> oh, it did strike. No, I think is I. I mean, the only reason why there's an asterisk is, and this is a big part of what I have to do about the garden mm-hmm. is, it's definitely healthy as long as you cook it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but listen now, listen, listen. I'm I just listening. was reminded about how often I said listen now. Like it just registered in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, it makes me nervous every time you say yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, but I'm smiling. Don't be fooled though. Um, <laughs> just at the base level. We're not talking about preparation, which is a part of what we will talk about because that can just, right. you know, toss all of the greatness and the health out of the vegetable. But vegetables should be a part of your diet if you're in general and specifically if you're trying to achieve some level of For a sure. healthy diet. Right. Um, so if we start there, I think that there is a benefit and I'm not even going to tap just yet into the idea of you can grow other things besides vegetables, obviously, you know, fruit, um, you know, herbs. Um, so of all kinds, just a right? garden in general. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's no, I mean, you don't have to really break it down like that mm-hmm. because I think that it does lead to a healthier lifestyle, and I think that with proper planning, it can. Mm -hmm. So the question is, do you think that gardening can lead you to a healthier lifestyle? I think that, yes. I think uh, it's a part of the toolkit, if you will, for a healthier lifestyle. I think that if you- Do you think- Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you fold in some of the other principles we've talked about, you know, over the 89,000 episodes we've recorded, (laughs) you know, it's the plant what you're going to eat and eat what you plant, right? You know, plant what you're going to grow or eat what you're going to grow and grow what you're going to eat. So just subtly, if you plant it, there's something to be said about perhaps you'll eat more of it, you know? Yeah. But you're going to ask me something. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, do you think that having a garden can lead to introduction of new fruits and vegetables into one's life. Absolutely. Insert new year, okay. new Batavia, like the level of hype I was just about to get to. <laughs> Absolutely. I've experienced that personally. And I feel like I'm pretty open when it comes to the things that I'll try and, you know. Yeah. But so what's the one thing that you had higher. never eaten before that you grew that you fell in love with eaten before that no, we're well, not well, that you've never eaten before but you probably yeah. didn't consume a lot yeah something like that um 
I'm going to say that, believe it or not, peppers, not spicy peppers, but bell peppers. You know how they say eat the rainbow? You know, um, I generally, in, in part based on expense, you know, based on shelf life, I generally wouldn't buy or cook with or eat a lot of peppers. Um, it mm-hmm. also has led me for peppers in particular to eat more, um, fresh, like uh, raw food versus just cooked, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounds simple, yeah. but sometimes it is just that simple. But it doesn't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is, <clears throat> you know, if you're listening to this podcast, let trying to find something that's like absolutely stunning and amazing about something like that, you might be at the wrong place because <laughs> uh, we're pretty basic people. And uh, for me, it was eggplants. You know, I never really had a lot of recipes for it, mm-hmm. but I I heard that it was a good producer and what little bit I had eaten, I'd like. So I grew it mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. And now I have a bunch more recipes. Yeah. The problem is... I tend to prefer fried eggplant. Mm -hmm. So that kind of leads me into like the first thing is like if you're going to grow it and your your goal, let's say your goal for 2021 is just I'm going to live a healthier lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you start your garden. If you only like something one way, like fried or something really unhealthy, maybe I don't I'm not going to say don't plant it. Just don't plant as much of it. So you don't have that to consume. You know what I mean? Eggplant's actually a good example of it. And while I I learned last year in particular, it can put on a lot of fruit. If if you're lucky, right? It can put on a lot of fruit. And it's exactly that point. The ways that I would normally cook eggplant, and it's not even fried, it has a lot of oil. You know? Um, There are a lot of other condiments. Hmm? Yeah. It soaks up everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it soaks that oil up really bad. Yeah. So it, with that in mind, I'm planting eggplant with the dishes in mind that I'm going to yes. make with the eggplant. And that's a check and balance point. Right. Yeah. So let's say that we use tomatoes. Right. I don't. This is not the truth, people. I don't want you to walk away and believe this. But let's pretend that I don't like ripe tomatoes. Let's pretend I just love green tomatoes. You heard it here. You heard it no. here in the Backyard Garden podcast. Like, Potato like, does not like tomatoes. I feel like it's going to be edited. It's going to be cut up. And then it's going to be like <laughs> oh, blasted <it> everywhere. <laughs> um, but if I only, and, and this may seem a bit extreme, but if I were growing tomatoes only for the purpose of green tomatoes and particularly fried green tomatoes, that's not really yeah. the path for the healthiest of you know lifestyle when it comes to my no. garden. Um, so I think eggplant is probably more practical when it comes right. to a dish. Um, I mean, there's even a, a twist on it. It's a nightshade, right? And so some people have some issues for other health reasons where nightshade doesn't do their body well, right? I was giving away some plants last year and I were I was offering eggplants because Lord knows I had a bunch of those. And she's like, oh, well, thank you. You know, I just, I really try to stay away from uh, nightshades. I'm trying to think of what the condition is. I think it, it leads to, um, what I'll think about it. Leonard? Leonard, he's shaking his head. He's like, whatever. I think it's uh, trouble with, is it? Is it clotting, Leonard? Or is it arthritis? I don't know. Either way, thinking about how you're going to consume it and then, yeah. you know, 
kind of carving out your garden based on that um, could help your efforts. That's important. You know. Well, and you know, and there's inflammation there's good, was the thing. Yeah. Inflammation, mm-hmm. inflammation. Yeah. Well, you were wrong. Yeah. Clotting again. Inflammation, clotting. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not New Year, new him. No, Same no, old he's, <laughs> he's off. <laughs> but um. No, it's, you know, there's a good book that I use and I recommend every gardener get it. And I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I'll put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it tells you, I mean, basically you can start, you can be like, I'm going to start a garden today and then that's it. You're just going to grow. And you can use this one book and you can walk all the way through and it'll give you everything you need to know. But they give you like, um, it's based on for small people. plans mm-hmm. and it's got all these different plans you can do and they have um it's uh barbara pleasant wrote it oh you've mentioned this plan- yeah i think you mentioned this the yeah. first time that we uh, we did our interview together oh i'm sure we did yeah. yeah and it was actually um maybe about a year ago mm-hmm. oh. so um but what it does is it tells you like if i want to grow like a pizza sauce garden mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you have a whole garden bed designed around your yeah. pizza sauce yeah. Or if you want to grow like, you know, insert anything like I want a salad garden, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, well, OK, I'm going to grow a salad garden. So you grow everything for your salad in this garden. And one, it's pretty to look at. Yeah, because and then you look at it and you're like, that's a giant dish sitting there growing in front of me. Like, that's the purpose of yeah. it. So, it's, you know, if you're planning a garden for that plan for your dishes, you know what I mean? It's very practical, very practical, which yes. we want a garden to be, right? Um, so, well, some people like it whimsical. Uh, it depends on like that word, didn't yeah. You? It depends on the, the time of year it is for me. Uh, yeah. Oh, you weren't really talking about just me. Okay, sorry. Look, take no. look, take the spotlight <laughs> off of you, Batavia. Goodness. Um, so, so yeah, no, I, I've actually seen garden. I've seen seed packages packaged in that way. Um, I've seen like, there's some kind of fancy like garden pots where they come with, all right, you're going to grow this, this, and this, you know, um, a lot of like the, the pizza garden, like the, the, you know, the salad, like you described, I can remember like, oh, you know, all you need to do is add some cheese to this. You know, you already have, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your basil, your tomato and all of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think, I think that that's fun too. I think that that's a real nice way to be able to eat what you, you know, you grow. Um, obviously yeah. the first thing is consume what you're growing, right? You know, so that you're not, you're not going to, I mean, there are benefits we know from the act of gardening, but when it comes to the food that it produces, you want to make sure you eat it, which ties again yeah. to, you know, make sure you're planting what you want to eat. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know that I, I'm looking at specific vegetables that as a general rule, you should stay away from. I don't think that's it. I really believe it's about your current diet and where you want your diet to go. And I don't mean dieting. You know what I mean? When I no, say no. Dieting. Yeah. You mean your, your way of eating. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that completely. And I don't think that it's like, I don't think that, you know, uh, you, know you, you can't grow watermelon, <laughs> you know, but that being said, you know, if you take it on a nutritional level, it's a high glycemic index <laughs> food. So if you're having issues or you're trying to like lose a lot of weight or something, maybe it's good to take a year off of growing it so you're not tempted to mm-hmm, eat that. Mm-hmm. But those are all things. I mean, and that's when it gets to be a little heartbreaking yeah. because you're looking at it and you're like, well, damn, I'm, I was excited about growing my watermelon. Yeah. And now I can't, you know, but at the same time, I think that when you grow with a, 
you know, let's just keep using the watermelon for an example. You grow and you eat that fresh watermelon. You can go to the store and buy watermelon all day long. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. And you can also change the watermelons you grow. Instead of growing a big 10 pounder, you can grow little baby melons Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of ways to do this. Make the adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. Make the adjustments that are needed. But as far as like healthier lifestyle, Mm -hmm. do you think that the garden leads to a healthier lifestyle, like being more active? Um, so I think that it can be deceiving. I think that kind of mind, body and spirit. Yes. Um, because most, not all, but most people that are actually, you know, home gardeners, they're gardening outside. Right. And so I firmly believe that, um, it benefits you, your body, your soul, your mind when you're outside versus indoors. Um, I do believe that there is a connection with nature, obviously, um, I do believe it gives you an opportunity to potentially be more social. I think those are all healthy habits. Um, I think that there's a sense of control that you're gaining, more control you're gaining over your lifestyle, what you're consuming. And I think those are all healthy aspects. And it's not, again, right. just what you put on your plate. You know, it's kind of how you get there. I think that um, I'm convinced that most people when they're starting a garden, they will learn something new about either gardening or specifically something they're trying to grow or plant, you know? So we're more conscious of, um, you know, what we're planting and the why. Um, So, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It was a long answer for, yeah. Yeah. That was a long answer for that. Yeah. That's the way I'm built. Do you think, do you think that you could go out and start gardening and get in shape? I'm going to, I'm going to say, because that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, I'm going to say that you're not going to get to 10,000 steps, although that's arbitrary as well. But you're not going to get to that mo- in most cases in the home garden, right? It's possible. Um, I get have to what? 10,000 10, steps? steps? Yep. I've hit 10,000 oh, steps that. working in the garden, meaning like at the beginning yeah. of the year and back and forth, um, but not on a daily basis. Uh, I think that my pause is in a lot of cases, you're not getting your heart rate up. And we know that that's key. When it comes to getting in shape and being active. Right. Um, well, you know, I just, I looked it up and it's, <clears throat> you know, everybody's worried about burning calories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you look it up and it's like, how much calories do I burn if I'm gardening? And if you're pulling weeds, planting flowers, et cetera, is what they say, mm-hmm. um, you get 200 to 400 calories per hour. You got to be pulling a shitload of weeds yeah, to be burning yeah. 400 <laughs> calories. <laughs> But there's ways to do different. Yeah. So you can do that if you do it right. So like if you're going out there and you're working and you squat down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of doing what I do and that's put my big ass on the ground, I sit there and just do what I got to do. But if you squat down and do stuff like Mm -hmm. that, then you're, you know, those are little changes that you can make to lead to a healthier lifestyle in the garden. So I'll add to that. Uh, In some cases, I have tricks that kind of get all of my garden tools in the same place it's to save me trips back and forth and in some instances especially at the beginning of the season when I'm spilling I'm feeling all spry right you know I'm still there's a new 
garden season new batavia too there's a version of that too and i've seen so, that yeah, one yeah and so i love that one <laughs> so that's a an example of i i want to walk back and forth right you know so yeah. don't pull all of your garden crap out you know into the garden you know leave it in the shed make yourself walk back and forth uh yeah. i think it breaks up that activity you know so i think that if you're deliberate in it you can actually, I won't say get a full on workout like one would describe a workout in a gym. Like, I don't think it's that. Um, but I think it's the equivalent of a brisk walk. I think it can be that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if you're going out there and like, <clears throat> I mean, so my day in the garden in spring mm-hmm. is going to be planting something, a, a lot of something, mm-hmm. you know, spreading compost, yeah. spreading mulch, watering, getting tools. Yeah turning a compost pile and then I go over there and I feed the chickens and I do all that stuff. And then I come back. So there's like a whole lot of stuff that's like going on at once. Yeah. And I try to, cause I try to do it to keep it like the way, you know, to keep active mm-hmm. too. So I try to do it all at once as much as I can at once, you know, mm-hmm. and then I come out in the evening. So then you start the morning off with a garden walk. Yeah. You know, so you've got all these things that a are going. So I, I definitely of sorts, right? A warm mm-hmm. up for the day, correct? Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that it does lead to a healthier lifestyle, and more active. I, I don't believe for the younger person, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I hate to throw numbers out there. Like, what do I consider younger? Mm, um, I wouldn't do it, brother. but no. But you know, <laughs> like the older individual, maybe somebody that's retired. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. You know, I think that it is very good for them because. It is not strenuous activity, Mm -hmm. depending on what you're doing in your garden. You know, like my gardening is, you know, my house is a little bit more strenuous of a garden. But if you just have like a basic bed or something, you know, pretty easy. I think it is very good for the retiree. Mm -hmm. But for somebody that's a little bit younger, you know, even for us, you know, we're in the middle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) Not really in the middle. But still, it's, you know, it it takes a lot to keep us active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To get that, to get to that point. So yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I agree. You agree or disagree? I agree. I think that um, when I have my Fitbit, yeah. um, I, when I'm not actively exercising, so let's put that as a baseline, um, right. I am more often hitting that buzz of, again, using 10,000 steps as a reference point during the beginning of the garden season because I am moving around. I'm in a a, a store, you know, I'm at the mulch stop, I'm lifting, I'm moving, you know, I'll get to midpoint of the day and I'll hear the the buzz of hitting those steps, right? And I think that you are less conscious of it, if you will, and so you're continuing to move. I I, I, I don't disagree. There's nothing more for me to add. Agree. No, so so I'm doing... Ten thousand steps a I know, day. That's why I'm this teasing year. you. I know. So, and Batavia, are you doing ten thousand steps it's, with me? It's coming along. We're coming along. Yeah, yeah. it's coming. Along. It's okay. It's okay. We can't have so, new and, New Year, new Batavia, and like we we have to. Yeah. One has to stop, and another one has to start. <laughs> yeah. So my watch, um, you know, it was set for sixty five hundred steps, mm-hmm. which I was getting quite regularly. But now I set it to 10,000. Mm-hmm. And when that bitch goes off, I'm like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you got to, to get 10,000, you've got to like actually go out there and do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I go out there in my garden, I will hit my 10,000 a lot faster mm-hmm. than any other day of, mm-hmm. you know, 
even if I go out for a little a walk, which I'd have to do anyways to hit this. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I think so. Um, and this isn't everyone's uh, story. And I recognize that. But for some, for me, I don't work in an office building anymore. I don't work at an actual place, right? My work is at home. And so when I used to work, I used to work downtown Chicago, I would, you know, walk to the train, walk from the train to the office. I may go out and and walk, you know, during my lunch break, you know, I'm obviously walking back home, right? If I spend some time in the garden that morning or after work, like there's a bunch of things that lead me to move, now being at home and I've been at home since 2019, um, I have to be very intentional, right? So everything that I need for today, I can find within the walls of my home and outside in the garden space. That's not a lot of space. And so it's very easy to look up 10 hours into the day and you've been stationary. Um, So that's a part of the reason why I really perk up when it comes to, you know, that spring, the weather breaks, you know, there is some specific purpose outside. But I say that to say the reason why gardening is such a great hobby, right? Um, It's such a great activity is because again, nine times out of 10, it's going to force you to get outside. Um, right. And in- well, you, I mean, basically you have to, there's, I mean, there are indoor gardeners, sure. but there's not as many. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the thing too, like in the spring, man, you go to those nurseries and stuff. It's like, boom, tell it's you. Party over boy. Here. everybody's yeah. out there. They got their, all the, all the ladies got their exercise pants on. All the guys got their tank tops on. They're all ready to go. I mean, my man's got his bandana on pulled tight, dripping with sweat. He's got his cart loaded up. He's like, yeah, I'm fitting to go out here and I'm going to go out here. And I'm going to lay this rock. He's got bags of rocks. She got shovels. I mean, everybody's going crazy. And it's because in the wintertime, we're all sitting there all pent up (laughs) bullshit. You know what I mean? We're all sitting there with our feet kicked back. So, you know, everybody gets pent up and ready to get out. So that's if you if you didn't have access to a weather app or the news with the weather, like you'd know at the point of the change. If you go into a big box store. Yeah. Yeah. And even here, like where I live, like on nice days, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we go through the all winter and we can have a 70 degree day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll go for a period with cold. But then when those nice days come, you'll see people out. Yeah. And when I lived up north, I mean, boy, I had never seen anybody like. So many people go outside as soon as it's like officially spring mm-hmm. and it's warm, they are out there yeah. and it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was intense, but, and gardening was a big part of that, you know, and even like here, I notice like I drive through the country a lot because mm-hmm. everywhere we have to go, we have to basically take all these back roads and there are so many people with little plots of gardens mm-hmm. all in their backyards and stuff. And right now it's collard season, yeah. you know, they're boom, rows and rows and rows of collards. And you can see, and it's all, a lot of the old timers go yeah. out there and do it. And I've talked to them and they literally say that that's what keeps them active mm-hmm. and keeps them going mm-hmm. in the winter is having a row of collards. Yeah. And some people don't even eat the collards. They just go out there and tend them and work yeah. them to keep them active and moving. Absolutely. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Absolutely. At any, well, I'm going to say once you get 30 and older, it definitely applies your spring back in your twenties, like you could stop using it and still you know, can, you know, you know, oh yeah, you know, jump right back into it. But uh, from thirty until you leave here, right? Like uh, there's an opportunity to lose that thing. Um, and I'm talking about, yeah, I'm keeping it PG here. Uh, so I I wonder though when it comes to 
gardening, if there's a vegetable that you believe is the healthier, you know, if I'm looking for a healthier lifestyle, is there something that you believe that, oh, this is the one that should be on your list? No, I think that it's easier to come up and say there's things that should not be on the list Mm -hmm. than, and you know, and I don't even think that it's safe to say that, like, because I firmly believe like, I mean, I've spent my whole life dealing with weight loss, overweight, weight gain, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've, you know, done everything under the sun. I was vegan for 10 years f- for the specific reason of losing weight. And I've basically educated myself at nauseam about nutrition as best that I could. And <clears throat> I think that there is not one diet or one healthy eating lifestyle that fits one eat everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. You know, for me, it's it's cutting out meat, you know, for you, it could be cutting out carbs, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, don't get me wrong. If you cut out carbs, I think it's every it's better for everybody because our society, you know, and this is going down a different, a totally different road about the sad. Mm -hmm. You know what the sad is, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Standard American diet. Standard Mm -hmm. American diet. So it's like, you know, your potato chips. I mean, we eat so much shit. Mm -hmm. But when you if you so my theory is I don't give a shit what you grow. I don't give a shit what you eat. As long as you're growing it, it's already and you eat if you can eat primarily out of your garden, you're gonna eat way healthier than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So and even if you sat sub in one meal a day from your garden, mm-hmm. one meal a week, you're still doing better than the rest most yeah. of the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like I'm a big proponent of like like there was a story of a guy who's like so overweight he couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And he went to this guy, um, and he was like, I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy. And he's like, okay. And he's like, well, how do you eat? Gave him his list. You know, it's just standard bullshit. Mm-hmm. And they got, and the doctor was like, all right, here you go. For the next month, I want you to eat one piece of celery a day. Mm. That's it. One piece of celery. And then he did it. And then he continued on and on and on. And then, you know, 250 pounds lost later. And it all started with him eating one piece of celery a day. Yeah. So that's all it takes, you know, eating one salad a day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is all it can take, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit different than your question, I think, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all, it's all good. That's like my opinion on it. though. I don't think there's a right or a wrong thing to grow. Yeah. So I don't think that there is a right or a wrong thing to grow. I do believe that um, for a, an individual, I don't think that it's, you know, carte blanche. I think for an individual, something that. Let's use uh, tomatoes again because I love them. Um, If the meals that I want to use tomatoes in are generally healthier, growing tomatoes is best for me because that will in turn lead me to eating more of those healthy meals. And it can be any other. That's the reason why I can't just be tomatoes for everyone. It could be any other vegetable. It could be collards for you. It could be broccoli for you. You know, Um, so I think that that. And this is the reason why we talk a lot about planning for gardening and and kind of the thought that we're putting into it. And sometimes I get on the the, the cusp of feeling like, are we making this too complicated? And the reality is, it's we're not. And we're talking about what we're consuming every day. We're talking about food, right? Yeah, and that you do is it complex, every day. You know. Yeah. And the thing is, too, <clears throat> I, I go back on what I said. Like I've never grown white potatoes for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never grown corn for a reason. Okay. Like corn has zero nutritional value. 
<laughs> you know I what I mean? It, like, though. I mean, you yeah. can get some calories and stuff like that, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you know, that's the main reason why I didn't grow is because there's just no value to mm-hmm. it. And the potatoes are a lot of carbs that I just quite frankly didn't need mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nor really want. And I love French fries. Yeah. So I do take that back. There are those, but even then, like, it's not like, I can't say that as a blanket statement. Yeah, and that's, that's you and for, that's you and for that's you. That's for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll still eat the hell out of a potato. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, well, uh, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. listen now, <laughs> potatoes and <Yeah>. potatoes, <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> I think if you grew like, um, wheat, mm-hmm. so you could make flour, mm-hmm. like, and I know that's like, what the fuck has been talking about growth <laughs> wheat to make flour, but it, just hang with me yeah. here. If you did it, you'd grow enough wheat and make it into enough flour to make bread. It wouldn't be a big deal. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you would be working way harder to get that loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. And same with the potatoes, though. If you did it and you factor out over, and, you know, this is a crazy way to think about it, but if you factor out all the effort you put into growing the potatoes, curing them Mm -hmm. and everything, tending them, versus going to the grocery store and buying a five-pound bag, I think it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, let's let's use potatoes and let's... um this is Let's villainize potatoes today. Oh no, that won't happen. Not on my watch. <laughs> let's, um, but let's think about potatoes and let's fold in the gardener way of eating and eating with the season, right? So you're talking about the gardener family. The gardener family, yes. Okay. Yeah. So for um, potatoes, if you can go to a grocery store, the grocery store is going to have potatoes and you can purchase potatoes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that will lead you to potentially eating potatoes all year long. A way, mm-hmm. not Batavia's way, but a way of managing a healthier garden is kind of getting back to the idea of eating it when it's produced and then moving on from it when it's not. You know, so instead of That's eating potatoes it. 12 months a year, right, you know, maybe it ends up being over the course of three or four. We're not going to gorge on those potatoes when we do, but once that harvest comes in, we'll have them until they're done. Um, So, I mean, that's a way, you know, and using, you could insert another vegetable with that. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, and plus once you, it's easier to go down the seasonal eating path. It got easier for us mm -hmm. once we went down it and we started gardening and we really knew how long things lasted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, the potato comes from Idaho. You know, they're known for their potatoes and they're going to harvest them in, let's say, August. Mm -hmm. Then we know that you can still be getting potatoes from this year in December or even January. Mm -hmm. So, you know, knowing how long these things last will show us Mm -hmm. that, you know, this is what this is how we can eat it. But, you know, it's stuff like your fruits, you know, like mangoes. You can get them year round, but I can go ahead and tell you right now, I've never had a mango in the summertime purchased in america that was good (laughs) it's always this time of year when the mangoes are of like fire Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah and it is a way to limit what you do yep well you can still have some of those treats right yeah enjoy some of those things but you know maybe it's uh, yeah i I struggle with using the word moderation um because you know it gets a bad rap too but um it's it's a way to create a different balance of a diet you know, so what does moderation mean? Truth moment, or yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what that means. So you've heard about eat. You can eat all things, but 
in moderation. I can have chocolate cake, but I can't have chocolate cake every day. So, yeah, that's fake. Yeah, uh, which is the reason why I paused that <laughs> yeah. saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fake. That shall I not mean, exist in this world. Yeah. That doesn't exist for me. Like I don't have the moderation button. Like I have, <laughs> it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But that's where it's important, like when you're planning your garden to know that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like if you like watermelon, because you, I mean, don't grow 50 watermelon plants, Mm -hmm, just grow mm -hmm. a couple or something, you know, just try and manage what you do. Yeah, I I think that I was just going to say, I will say that I think a group of vegetables um, and I'm going to go with leafy vegetables. Like, I think that is a good step in the direction of a healthier lifestyle and using the garden as a way to get there. Um, so For sure. you can decide which ones that you already like, which ones you want your family to start trying. Um, I yeah. think that's a way to, to approach it where, again, it isn't just kale, right? It's not like everyone go out and, and plant it. Dude, how kale. did kale get so popular? I, you know, I... I isn't it like what happened? I was thinking about that today because you know I was making my juice and I was like, oh shit, I'm out of kale, and I was like, I remember when kale just like took over the world, and I don't get why. I think it was 2010 before I ever heard of kale. Yeah. No, I had I don't know if I even ever heard of it, right? You know, like I've been going to the grocery store ever since I was able to climb into a car without a car seat. You know, yeah. so and I, I'm sure that they were in some stores, but my guess is back in the you know the 80s and the 90s, not so much. Um, but yeah, it is, and I think it's also acknowledged too, like it became the poster child for healthy eating, and um, it did. and it's expensive as hell based on that too. I mean, you don't grow. Yeah, it well, in it your grows garden. easy as hell yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, my seeds just popped up in like two days. I was like, damn. <laughs> so we're going to have some kale. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and so that <clears throat> what that leads us in is what I want to consider the next part of this is what is a top vegetable that you would think for healthy eating to grow? And I mean, you kind of said greens. Mm-hmm. Are you just going to lump all that together? I'm putting leafy greens in because I think that there um, are positive things that come from most all leafy greens, whether it's spinach, whether it's lettuce for a salad. We won't get into the lack of nutrition that's in most lettuce greens, but um, whether it's collards, whether it's, you know, kale. I mean, there we could go on and on when it comes to the... Um, leafy greens i'm not going to name one because i really think it's a preference i think a goal can be if you want to garden if you want to have a healthier lifestyle if you haven't already done it plant one leafy green this garden season um so that that would be my recommendation would you have a specific vegetable in mind well i mean yeah i got a bunch (laughs) um so lettuce even though you say it's not it's nutritionally void it's it's really not um, it's got protein in it. Mm. So, you know, believe it or not, there's like <laughs> Olympic athletes that are um, raw vegans mm-hmm. that eat I've like four or five heads of lettuce a day and but, thrive. But that's, so that's I get it. Yeah, I get it. So I'm going to go there because I can. Um, we say things sure. like, you know, we, protein is a, a common question. I know that you've gotten it nauseum. You know, when it comes to when you guys are vegan, uh, where do you get your protein? And it's like, when did anyone ever I ask still that? Get it. Yeah. Um, and I hear comments around insert has protein. But then we have to kind of drill back to say, how many le- uh, heads of lettuce do they need to consume? And who's really consuming that much lettuce, right? Like, let's, we have to tell the whole truth there. And so I'm saying it doesn't have as much 
nutritional value as insert a collard green leaf. You know, that's my point when I bring that up. Um, I don't think that there's yeah. much in your garden. You're in a plant where you're getting no value from it. Perhaps corn. <laughs> no, I mean, there's not really nothing was created with no yeah, value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even water that has like zero is like mm-hmm. super important mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, get, I mean, I get that. But what I'm saying is that's the beauty of having a, a well-balanced and diverse mm-hmm. diet, mm-hmm. meaning you eat all these different things. So, you know, if you're growing it like and so lettuce, I, I had to look at it because I wanted to be sure it's got half a gram of protein mm-hmm. for a cup of shredded lettuce. Okay. Okay. Now, hold on. So now if you take that shredded lettuce and let's just replace that with spinach though. Yeah. And you take that cup of spinach and then you cook it down. It's the same. That cup of spinach now becomes a teaspoon of spinach once you cook it down and it's got the same nutritional value. Yeah. So I appreciate okay. that, but you countered my lettuce and you can't change the vegetable when you say, but wait, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I because you. you can't cook the lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you can, but it would be oof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like boiled lettuce. Again, I recommend so, adding um, raw lettuce to soups and things like that. And so it's going to get a little bit wilted, which is, a good, that's probably as close as you're going to get to cooking it down. Um, yeah. But my, I don't know if I would like put it in a frying pan. So there were years for before, I'm going to say the first leafy green that I grew in the garden was probably collards. But before mm-hmm. that, there were years where I didn't have any leafy greens. And and again, I grew food. I ate food. I was happy. You know, I was healthy, yeah. you know, but I'm as a part of this episode, it's that's the recommendation. Um, but go ahead. You yeah, were going with leafy vegetables. Greens. Yeah. Yeah. Leafy greens, I think are good. And I mean, I, I just want to take a second on that too and say, I think they're double good because Typically, you don't use a lot of oil when you're cooking greens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they're steamed. Yeah, so yeah, it's a good point. That's really important. Point. Yeah, and so I think carrots are a good one. Mm-hmm. I think carrots are a really good one. I mean, they, you know, if you've never had a homegrown carrot, you're missing out because they are sweet. Mm-hmm, and you know, I mean, anytime somebody's like, you know, hey, I get a sweet tooth, I'll have a carrot, and it kind of does it for me. I, you know what I look at them and say? Bull crap. There's no way that that carrot is going to meet that need for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that they're pretty, you know, they're nutri- nutritionally dense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to pick. Yeah. I mean, I think that, again, we could go down the road of the, the um, you know, the veggies that aren't so great, but I really want to come from a place of, you know, we're giving versus, you know, continuing to yeah. talk about let's nix this and nix that. Um, yeah, I don't think that there is a veggie that's not great. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, and I and quite honestly, there's some that I don't even like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I still grow them and they're good for you. And I mean, I like them just not in a lot of different ways. Sure, sure. So, yeah, um, which, you know, I won't, I won't call it watercress. Is that a, that's considered a vegetable watercress. I don't know what the hell I don't, that is. That's well, if whatever it's considered, I don't want it. <laughs> like, no. And look, look, I'm just saying I want to come from a place where that, you know, the energy is positive, but I don't want watercress. <laughs> I want to do a blanket one too and say herbs. Yeah. Yep. Surprisingly, when I first let off with the question earlier on, I was thinking herbs from the point of, and I think it's, this may be a quote from you, um, use it as an opportunity to change the, the, you know, flavor of what you're cooking, right? And, and a lot of herbs have medicinal value. So yeah, a lot of herbs have medicinal value. 
I have a recipe. Um, save it, save it. It's that, your recipe of the day. No, no, this isn't. Uh, it's not an eating recipe. Oh. But it's the vinegar of the four thieves. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. You never heard of that? No, I've never heard of it. You want to ask okay. it again? Still haven't heard of it. Well, I mean, I heard of it two times ago when you asked me. Shut up. So I know I've made it before. And um, so the you know who the four thieves were? Nope. Okay. So the four thieves were people that um, in the bubonic plague, they got caught stealing. And so they went out and they made them bury the dead bodies in the bubonic plague. No, you know, they and this is back in the Dizay, so they didn't have a whole lot of stuff and, um, you know, PPE and stuff like that that we're all familiar with today mm-hmm. that we all have to wear today. And they used this um, tincture that they made and they did not get the bubonic plague and they were actively dealing with the dead bodies mm-hmm. daily, mm-hmm. digging and burying them. And so um, it's a very simple recipe and I'm not going to get into how to make it, but, um, let me get the ingredients pulled up here. It was like, are you still doing this in your garden? Am I making it? Well, you tell me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's lavender flowers, uh, rosemary, mint, sage, marjoram, hyssop, and, um, garlic cloves. And vinegar. That's all it is. Hmm. And you just mix it together and you let it steep and make a tincture. Mm-hmm. And these people back in the day, I mean, it's the vinegar of the four thieves. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've seen variations of it with like thyme and stuff like that. But it's just all this basic stuff yeah. that you can grow. Yeah. So, you know, and they're, they, these are, as you've heard, they're regular eating herbs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there are multiple ways and a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, an example of... I want something warm and soothing. This is a cup of coffee that I have that I drink most every day. You know, a transition could be growing herbs that I could use for tea and transitioning from coffee to tea or less coffee and more tea. Right. Um, So that's an approach. I mean, I think that um, there are two ways you could look at this. I am. I have healthy habits and I'm looking for the garden to help me continue those healthy habits or I'm looking to develop some additional healthy habits and the garden can aid me in that. Right. You know, so I give you, I think it's good to have a symbiotic relationship with your garden. That was the double ring for both of those. I know. (laughs) And that's, I was saying, I think it's good to have a good relationship with your garden where you do both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think over time you will grow and continue to grow farther and farther mm-hmm. into it and it will be a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. But let me go ahead and tell you, I don't care how healthy you want to be. When I go get my eggplant, I'm going to cut that bitch up and fry the shit out of one of them at some point and I'm so, going to enjoy it and love it's it. It's a great segue because I wanted to comment on everything you grow in the garden doesn't have to be consumed in the healthiest way, right? You know? No, <laughs> so enjoy know it. know that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the moderation key, mm-hmm. though, you know, that, you know, everybody talks about and I hate that word and everything, but it's important yeah. to enjoy it. You know, if you have it like it a certain like I like fried green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So I start every year I eat a couple times and then I end every year I eat a couple times, yeah. but I don't eat them all throughout the season. You know, if one falls off, I might eat one, but I don't make like a meal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, that um, makes sense. the things that you get from the garden, like what you get from it, um, you want to experience it in different ways. Because for some, especially if it's a new habit, sometimes we, we begrudge it until we kind of get fully into it. And so you don't want your garden to be made up of things that you're like, damn it, new year, new me, you know, right? You want there to be yeah. something that's, you know, that's a comfort and sometimes it's that fried eggplant or that fried green tomato. And that's just okay as yeah, well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The fried eggplants, fried, I mean, yeah, it's all good. But, you know, and one thing too was okra. That was a big thing. I started growing that because I liked it fried. And then I graduated until now I've added to soups and stews and chilies. So, um, so, I back here on New Year's Day, I made black eyed peas. Because that's what I do, right? Well, I eat black eyed peas. I don't make them all the time for New Year's Day. I consume them in other places. Uh, so I call. I was making up, um, um, you know, some food for my mom, and I called her and I said, "Do you, you? I don't remember. Do you want okra?" She's like, "No." And I'm just like, "I don't understand. How? I, how did I come from you? You know?" Um, but I said that to say. I rarely eat fried okra. I enjoy it, but to be, and it's not even from a health conscious perspective. I rarely eat fried green tomatoes. It's just the work of frying them. You know, that's yeah. just, that's the reason why I don't do it so often, but I absolutely enjoy them. Um, now, if I go to a restaurant though, and they serve you some fried okra, would you eat it? Absolutely. Absolutely. you damn right. I probably have had right. fried green tomatoes more often as an appetizer at a restaurant in the last three years than I've had for my garden. I don't know if I feel great about saying that. Nope, I'm gonna own it. I feel good about saying it. Let them do the work. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> you got to. You got to start. Mm-mm. You got to change your Mm-mm. life. New Batavia, new you, new year, new spring. Whatever. No, no, no. But you know what I have. You got to start making that. Mm-mm. You know what I have done. I haven't tried it for green tomatoes though. I um, have done roasted okra much more. I've never had that out. Like I'm you know, either air yeah. frying it or roasting it in the oven. Um, have we given that as a recipe? I'll have to look back because that's one of my favorites. Um, and it's less work to be quite frank again, not for health reasons. Well, you know, okra is not in season, so you can't be giving out okra recipes. I can do anything I want like, to. No, not on the Backyard back Gardens podcast. You see it creeping you back in? Like, <laughs> I, I heard it and I'm going to stand firm. Not on the We always give seasonal recipes out. That's so what we do. unless you, you edit it out. I'm going to give no, it. No, I'm one. not editing anything. I know you're not. Look, I know that you're, look, you're, you're that stubborn. So if I decide to, you're not going to cut my mic off. Today's your recipe. So we won't get it today, but. No, you will not get it today. And I, hey, look, I can throw the hammer down and be like, no, mm. I'll just sit over here and go, la, 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 yeah. la. You, yeah, no, yeah. I, Consider that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be sick. Think, think I'll about, be six. wait, think about what happens on the other side of that. And that is a threat. No. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, uh, we do no. come from places of, you know, if you're going to eat it, you know, it's better if you make it at home. But I, also come from a place of if there's a lot of work to do with it i'm cool with letting some i'm, I'm cool with paying for it yeah <laughs> so yeah so yeah now you know um I, first of all i agree with that completely but there is a dark side behind gardening for a healthier lifestyle tell me more tell me more and, um well, I mean, it's just, it can be a lot of work and turn you off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're speaking. It can be a lot of work. You're speaking to, a, like, kind of one of my garden commandments. You know, that's the place that I really try to nurture, if you will, mm-hmm. right? That's the place that I try to, um, 
you know, contribute to the community. That's my fear for people. You know, it's yeah. a lot of work and or you don't get what you're expecting, you know, and it's kind of like I can go down the road to the grocery store, you know, and that's. Yeah. That makes me sad. Does it? Yeah, it does. Well, it's just something to think about. It's too, a reality. When you're planning your, well, it is a reality and it's something to think about when you're planning your mm-hmm. garden mm-hmm. is don't go buck wild and be like, all right, I'm going to start a garden and it's going to be my healthy year and I'm going to, I'm going to live and be strong and I'm going to be super healthy and I'm going to get ripped. So I'm going to go out here and I'm going to plant 15 rows of X mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh snap, this is like the hardest thing to take care of, yeah. you know? And stuff like that. So it's just be mindful of that. Yeah. But, you know, for me, like this year, what my goal is to do instead of sitting my fat ass down whenever I go work in my garden, mm-hmm. I'm going to squat down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kneel down. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do something unless I'm doing like something really delicate. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just. So I think taking that step, I think it's a piece like we talked about at the top of the episode. Just, I mean, anytime you're trying to make a change, I think there's some cold turkey things that happen and that are successful. Uh, but I mm-hmm. think there are a bunch of things where we are successful when we take it step by step. So you're not going to most people. And I'm going to say, as a matter of fact, I'm going to say everyone that's listening, everyone that's listening, you're not going to say, I'm going to start a garden and I'm only going to eat from that garden and it's going to be the healthiest. Like that's not how things progress, you know? No. So, and I mean, if you do, God bless you, you know, but the majority of people don't. And that's just fine because it's not for most of us reasonable. Right. But no. am I starting my spring garden, which means that I'm going to here? hold on, wait for it. Like I can't even let it flow naturally. I have to wait for it. Um, I am going to eat more vegetables in the late spring, early summer than I would any other year because I started growing them in the spring. Whereas I would right. normally start my garden in the summer, which pushes those vegetables and that vegetable intake further into the year. Right. And that's the benefit of a three season garden mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. is you're extending how much you're eating. Yep. You know, how much healthier food you're eating. Yep. So, I mean, any way you slice it, whatever you grow is going to be healthier mm-hmm. than what you get at the store because it doesn't have the pesticides. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have this, that, or the other in it. You know, yeah. it doesn't have, it's, it was ripened longer. It was, you know, you did, they, they didn't pick it. You didn't pick a tomato and let it sit for three weeks mm-hmm. before you ate it. Generally speaking. Yeah. So the idea. Now, I think at this point you may be doing that. But that's it's acceptable yeah. in January to do yeah. that. It's not acceptable in July or August to be doing that. Yeah. So it speaks to the nutritional value that um, declines with vegetables over time. So the idea of the tomato, again, I'm continuing to use that. Um, let's use kale. The idea of the kale that is fresh from the garden to my plate versus the kale that's 18 days old. You know, um, the yeah. one from my garden to the plate still has like it's at the top of its nutritional level gain. I'm not going to get into the hours that things start declining. But, yeah, I think that you're getting the best of that vegetable. Let's put it in plain yeah, terms. For sure. Yeah. So I think that if you employ all of these tactics, I think that you are going to be, you know, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of reiterate what we were talking about, it's. 
planning your garden for certain dishes mm-hmm. can help, you know, planning out in a certain order, being more active outside and just being mindful of what you do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think is that's all leads to a healthier lifestyle in a garden. Absolutely. Here, here. And growing the right foods. Do it. <laughs> but so when you grow all these foods, the problem is you got to cook them. Mm-hmm. And when we cook them, we got to have a recipe. So therefore, I'm going to give you the recipe of the day. Really? All right, you want some winter warming goodness? Do you see me? Like, I'm layered up in my home. Absolutely, I do. So super easy recipe. Super easy. And if you've made pot roast before, you've probably done this. But I don't eat pot roast. I, I eat pot, just not the roast part. <laughs> well, no, never mind. Then I'd be too high. I um, I eat the vegetable portion. How's that? Pot roast was one of the first dishes that I cooked on my own when I was at home. Like, yeah. you know, as like I'm a, almost a grown up, I'm going to cook. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And so this goes along with the healthy eating because you can... I pick the ratio of vegetables based on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's potatoes, white potatoes, halved, quartered. I generally do quartered, um, like red potatoes, mm-hmm. and then carrots sliced, and then parsnip. That's right, parsnip <laughs> sliced. And I usually do more parsnips than I do carrots. Hmm. So I'll do about a two to one ratio. So I'll probably put in a pot for our family and I like to have leftovers. I'll do probably three carrots and six parsnips mm-hmm. because we like to have leftovers. Sure. And then um, a, a container, which is usually like 14 ounces, about maybe a pound of mushrooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put that in the pot. But um, you're going to brown your onions first. I water saute them. Mm-hmm. So we can do that or you can use oil, whatever you want to do. I just water saute them, and then when they get brown and a little bit caramelized, not a lot, just a little bit, I will add in my mushrooms and just let them cook a little bit of water out, and then I add everything in, and then I get a big can, the bigger can of um, cream of mushroom soup. Mm -hmm. I dump that in, okay? Add a little bit of water to it, just a little bit, because I want them potatoes to start cooking down and stuff. And then I'll put in a packet of French onion seasoning. Okay. And then I put in two tablespoons of black pepper. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Black pepper is is clutch. You got to have the black okay. pepper. And then a little bit of rosemary. Just a couple sprigs of rosemary in it. And then we cook it. And then you cook it. I cover it and I bring it to a boil. And then I cover it for... I want to say 30 to 40 minutes. Was there any other liquid? Because, like, did you add any more water to it? No, because all the mushrooms are going to release liquid. Okay. So what you can do is you can come back and just let me finish the recipe before you cut oh, me goodness, off. I'm, I'm hungry. I know you are. Hey, look, I am too. I haven't eaten in six days. So give me a <laughs> okay, break. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm giving you a damn recipe. My bad. Yeah. So, um... You do that and you, you leave the top on and then you can take it off. It's, so if you leave the top on as things cook, it adds that water. It's not escaping. Sure. And so when you get done about 40 minutes and you just check, make sure everything is, you know, soft like you want it, then you can take it off, 
But periodically, if you want it a little soupier, you can add a little bit more. I like mine thick. So what I'll do is after the end, I'll take the top off and let it cook down for another 15 minutes. And then you just cook it with um, rice or noodles. I, th- I prefer rice personally. This is but, a stew you describe it as? I don't know what I describe it as. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like a really thick stew. So you like thick stew and you can't deny. <laughs> Sorry. I just, oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And you can also add... um sour cream into it too if you wanted to make it a little richer mm, okay yeah yeah you could do that but i'm not a big fan mm-hmm. you know that's more like you're going down strong enough country then yeah no i appreciate that because um even for things like i know you mentioned like you're a soup guru um things like insert a vegetable and make a stew one it goes a long way or excuse me a soup um, but we could get caught up in the same old recipe for it, you know, so you're going to have yeah. some type of beef stew. You're going to have some type of, uh, you know, noodle, like chicken noodle or vegetable noodle, like soup. And then that's it. And maybe a chili My next or recipe is going to be a, a no chicken noodle soup. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you it's my famous world famous chicken. Noodle ah, soup. All over the world. All over yeah. the world. Okay. Everybody that's eating it, all four people love it. <laughs> <laughs> And if you ask them about the soup in any part of the world, they'll say they love it as well. Those same four people. They'll say, yeah. Ben Gardner's mm-hmm. famous chicken noodle mm-hmm. soup was the best yeah. ever. <laughs> well, I look forward to that one as well. Yeah. Good recipe. Me too. Um, yeah. Thank you. I sometimes find myself asking, so how do you prepare insert this you know because i'm curious i'm kohlrabi was when i was just asking some another gardener about i think last month because I, I think i plan on growing it this year i'm not certain but i think i will and so the question is instead of me just looking up on the interweb it's like how do you enjoy it you know so it's nice to hear another um insert parsnip a recipe with parsnips yeah. so well and that's one of the reasons why i grew parsnip mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i grew it for specifically three different recipes okay so that I means I'm employing what I'm sitting here telling you doing is what I do. Yeah. Like I literally, and I mean, you can ask Batavia, like I freaked out. I was like, I need parsnip seeds, Batavia. Yeah. And she sent them to me cause I couldn't find them. So, but there is literally like, I had three recipes and I knew I wanted parsnips for them and I knew that I had to grow them yeah. and that's what I did. Yeah. Good on you. So, um, practice yeah, what I mean, preach. that's, I, Hey, look, well, I'm not going to say anything cause my mom might be listening, <laughs> but sometimes they didn't. But, you know, I mean, seriously, it's like, what good is it if we don't sit here and tell people, like, practice what we preach, yeah, you know? Yeah, how can you eat this? Now, there thing? are some things that I have planted and been like, no. Like you know? filling it? Yeah. No. It happens. But, you know, even the carrots, like, I grew those with a specific reason to, um, well, I grew fall ones to put into that recipe as well. But I grew them with a specific idea of snacking on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's like why I grew them. So, so that actually, I just want to tap on that for, um, uh, just a quick second. Um, yeah, please. Things like that. A carrot is a great example of that. Um, where I do a lot of not as much, but previously, but I still do it sometimes a lot of kind of mindless eating, um, so mm-hmm. the idea of if you want to call it snacking, fine, snacking, um, being able to say, oh, I just harvested some carrots, right? I'm going to snack on those. It's a lot easier than saying, did you open that bag of potato chips? You know, a lot healthier. I should probably say that, right? You know, so yeah. it's just 
Those I are, wouldn't even bat an eye about picking up a carrot. Yeah, it. those are just the small things. So talking about changing habits, um, I um, bought a shit ton of garlic coming into the fall. One, because I was canning with a lot of recipes that call for garlic. And then two, I had the intention, which I didn't do, but I had the intention on also planting grocery store garlic to see how it turned out. So I didn't do that. And I now have it in a container in my cabinet, like under the counter. And I found myself because I have it and I'm conscious about like being wasteful. I'm eating food with a lot more garlic in it. And interestingly enough, I was garlic. The smell of garlic was similar to bananas where I kind of get turned off by it. Like I can eat it, but then I don't want to smell it afterwards. But when I open the cabinet now, I smell the garlic and there's something that's been triggered where I'm just like, oh, you know, <laughs> and maybe this is all the time alone, you know, with all of this, you know, <laughs> social distancing, well, yes, maybe you, it's that. Uh, but I said that you to get say, used to those things. Hmm? You get used to those things yeah. and it makes you, it brings a happy feeling yeah. to you. And so there has been a shift you know, and there are all kinds of benefits when it comes to garlic, but there's been a shift for me um, where I now have the desire to one consume it more because I'm hoping to have a great garlic season this year. So I want to have a lot of garlic to deal with later on. And I'm kind of building those roads and it kind of happened by accident, but it's really working out right. A little bit more garlic than I would normally put in a dish. In some cases, I would never put garlic in a dish. I'm putting a garlic in a dish. Right. So it's not in my yeah. coffee. And but it makes it better, doesn't it? I'm so what's you. the number one benefit um, before? behind consuming garlic um i don't know come on <laughs> the internet says uh oh reduce blood pressure nope negative what is it fights heart disease keeps the vampires away oh we should be preparing for that too i was just talking Son about my bitch. post-apocalypse skills needing to be used shortly there you go there you go there is a plethora of vampire shows that have been coming out lately <laughs> So to protect yourself. Got to get rid of the vampires. Yeah. Check yourself. <laughs> so, so healthier garden lifestyle. Are you going to live it, Batavia? That's the question. I think that I have been, and I think that I will continue to. I am. You think so? um, I know I talk sometimes about like, are you doing too much? And I always answer myself and say no, because of what we're doing and talking about. It's about gardening. It's about food. It's a direct right. connection to healthier living. And I think incrementally I've made improvements when it comes to my um, lifestyle, you know, and health based on the garden. Now, again, am I the most healthy I've ever been because I've, I garden now in the backyard and front yard? No. Right. But um, these are positives. Let's put it that way. Put it in the positive bank. How's your mental health? Oh, so listen, dude, don't start. Listen, let's I'm, I'm, I'm going to ring the bell over. I'm not going to talk about the tears that you're going to bring me to. Um, it has helped me tremendously from a mental health aspect. Um, exactly. And so that's another important aspect behind this is we're not just talking about physical health. Mm -hmm. We are talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. And I thir thoroughly agree that if you are having a garden and you're working out in it, that it does help to some aspect your mental capacity mm -hmm. okay agreed now if you plant a, a garden that's too big and it stresses you out maybe that's not the answer but you know to some extent and i mean there's been studies proven so and we've talked about mm -hmm. it in the past yeah. but yeah. i think it's a good thing the so the garden is healing insert the yeah. clip and, yeah mm -hmm. and i can go ahead and tell you right now that mine 
Leonard, you look for that clip. <laughs> of course he's not. All right. Lately, my garden has been keeping me extremely busy. Yeah. So the bigger it gets and the more we have going on, I stay out there more like throughout January so far. I have had to go out there every day now. Yeah. Whereas in the past, I wouldn't go out there at all. Yeah. So, Good on you. But that's part of that whole soil thing. Well, I kind of... I kind of want to go back to my break, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah, I uh, I have couch potato tendencies. So mm-hmm. um, the idea of a spring garden just from that perspective alone is good for me. It's healthy for me. You know? Yeah, it, it definitely like in the spring, I'll stay outside for at least two to three weeks, like all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I can, I'll stay out there working and getting it straight. Yeah. So, because yeah. remember, I keep mine busy in the spring so I can chill in the summer. This is true. So, ding, ding, I'm just, ding. I'm just throwing bales all over the place now. I know. Do it. All right. So, it's that time. We're going to go plant healthy gardens and live a better lifestyle. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for showing up. Please check us out on all of our stations. Uh, check us out on our YouTube channel, Backyard Gardens. Uh, Batavia is going to be giving us a video soon that's going to be delightful mm-hmm. and soothe her gardening heart. Yeah. So <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry in the last three minutes. I'm holding on. All right. So everybody, wear a mask. Stay safe. Be strong, be healthy, and get the plant in your damn garden. <laughs> see ya. Take it away, Batavia. <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us today. If you want to continue the conversation or just see what we've been up to, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'd love to see your gardens and what you've been up to. So tag your photos with hashtag BYG podcast and we'll share them and help you out with whatever kind of issues you have. We just we love seeing what you guys are doing. And if you want to see some videos that we were producing, uh, you can follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'll be posting clips and podcasts and recipes and vlogs and greenhouse stuff and all that good stuff. Everything to keep your garden soul happy. So head on over to our social media pages and give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And until next time, learn to grow, grow for change, and we're going to call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 